Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom-designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are just a few days away from Easter 2022. And with that, I wanted to write something for you this week that just feels sweet and is full of loving vibes. And hopefully you come away from this episode ready to go into Easter with such a positive mindset about who God is and what Easter represents. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, The Cross Made It Personal. Sometimes we feel like God is this faraway being sitting on his regal throne in heaven looking for someone to punish. We can conjure up this mental image of a Zeus-like character who has a trident or a staff and is ready to strike lightning down upon anyone he sees breaking his commandments. Sometimes we feel like we have to attend a church service or go through all the religious rigmarole to be forgiven, redeemed, and rescued. But if you've ever felt this way about God, then I hope this episode is going to help you paint a dramatically different picture of our Lord and Savior. Each year at Easter on Holy Thursday, the school that I teach at has our grade 8 students reenact the Stations of the Cross. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with what the Stations of the Cross are, it's traditionally 14 stations which reenact the Passion of the Christ in a tableau-style production. So each station represents a different element of Jesus's crucifixion. And in order, these are the 14 stations. Number one, Jesus is condemned to death. Number two, Jesus accepts the cross. Number three, Jesus falls the first time. Number four, Jesus meets his mother. Number five, Simon of Cyrene carries the cross. Number six, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. Number seven, Jesus falls the second time. Number eight, Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. Number nine, Jesus falls the third time. Number 10, Jesus is stripped of his garments. Number 11, the crucifixion. Jesus is nailed to the cross. Number 12, Jesus dies on the cross. Number 13, Jesus's body is removed from the cross. And number 14, Jesus is laid in the tomb and covered in incense. Between each station, there is a reading and a prayer, and we light a candle. 
I believe that candle is to represent going from our darkest moment towards hope, the closer we get to his resurrection. And I actually wasn't familiar with the Stations of the Cross before beginning my teaching career in a Catholic school, but I have to admit, it has become my favorite school event of the year. And the way our grade eight teacher captures this story is so beautiful. You can literally hear a pin drop as even the kindergarten students are transfixed with the actors and the story. The readings, the prayers, the gradual brightening of the gym due to a new candle being lit at each station creates a meditative yet transfixing experience. It's coming up in only two days, and I absolutely can't wait. Thinking about the Stations of the Cross and thinking about the Passion of Christ as we get closer to Easter, I decided that today we need to spend some time talking about how the cross made things personal for us. We can look at the cross as a symbol of sadness, a symbol of loss, a symbol of death, but we can also choose to see the cross as a symbol of hope, resurrection, and victory. And I want to challenge you today to look at it as a symbol of love, the ultimate love, a love beyond what you or I as humans can truly understand. And the cross ultimately reminds us of what we famously read in John chapter 3, verse 16, which is the most well-known scripture verse of all time that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Do you notice in that scripture, it says he loved the world and that whoever believes, he isn't singling anyone out here, my sister. He's not saying that God only loves the righteous or the holy and the seemingly perfect ones among us. No, he's saying the world, each human on earth, past, present, and future is loved by God. He doesn't invite only those who have the right status, the right education, or the right background into eternal life with him. No, he gives this invitation freely to whoever believes, to whoever comes to know Jesus. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My sister, God isn't a power-hungry judge ready to condemn you for your faults, for your shortcomings or your mistakes. He's the exact opposite. He's the most loving father you could ever imagine. He's full of grace and mercy and compassion. In fact, he loves you so much that he gave his only son to die for you, for your past, for your present, for your future just for you. The cross made his love personal. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says it like this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I think that one of the most challenging things for many of us is to really believe that he died for us. Because it happened before we were even born. We think, how can something in the past possibly be personal for me now? How can we truly believe that Jesus died for us 
living right now in 2022 when his death happened over 2,000 years ago. That just doesn't make sense, right? Well, what if we aren't just beings who are here for this life on earth that we are living? We already know we are promised eternity in heaven. So that means we have a soul that can live on forever, right? What if we have a soul who has actually been with God for much longer than our human bodies have been around? Okay, am I getting a little too funky today? Don't worry, I was kind of freaking myself out a bit thinking about this, but stick with me, okay? Here's where this idea came from. Last week, I was reading the most beautiful eulogy of a woman who died far too young of a critical illness, and she was only 34 at her time of passing. Her passing away left four children and a spouse without the light of her in their lives. She sounded absolutely one of a kind and amazing. Her obituary was jam-packed full of living, full of life experiences and fun that the average person would struggle to fit into a hundred years of life. I never had the privilege of meeting her, but reading through the whole eulogy, I could not help but be excited to one day get to meet her in heaven. And I hope She is on the greeting committee as I want her to be cheering me on as I run through those gates when it's my time. But in her eulogy, I read some of the most profound, powerful words when it comes to death. And here they are. It said on April 6, 1982, her soul was given a body. And on April 4, 2017, her soul left that body. Anyone get chills from hearing that? What if we are souls who have just been given this body for an allotted assignment time here on earth? What if long before we ever were given our body, we actually spent time with God as our souls? What if while we are here, we are on assignment to do his work on earth? What if when we die, our souls return to sender And we have a chance to turn in our bodies and go back to where we are actually from. What if God knew that in order to be able to fully connect with us in a way as humans and a way that we could comprehend that we needed to have a human version of him to know? What if Jesus was given that same opportunity to have a body come to earth and live for a period of time for an assignment? And he lived 33 human years in order for you and I to be able to relate to him. And then on Good Friday, his soul left his body to be able to return home. You see, I think when God decided that the only way our sins could be forgiven and the only way we could know Jesus truly is to combine Christ and the cross, he was able to offer his beloved son as a sacrifice that would allow us to truly get to know him, to truly know how deep his love goes, to know how sweet his mercy is, and to know how much grace he has to pour out for you, to soak up the messes in life that we've all made. Christ dying on the cross that day took sovereign, all-encompassing God and allowed him to die as a singular entity, a human on a singular day, so that you and I 
would be able to feel with our hearts the love he wants us to know. The cross made it personal. So the next time you think of God as being too grand to possibly be interested in the details of your life or too busy to be able to address your seemingly minuscule needs and wants, I want you to know that he is the one who said this about you. In Luke chapter 15, verse 4, he said, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country to go after the lost sheep until he finds it. My sister, if you felt lost, please know this. Jesus is seeking you. He's seeking a relationship with you, a personal relationship with you. He has the ability to fill that part of your soul that feels empty, the part of your soul that is letting you know something is missing. He is what belongs there. He lived a human existence, felt the human experience. He can relate to you. He knows your needs, your hurts, uncertainties, and fears. So don't push him away. Don't assume he's too busy for you. Don't assume he couldn't possibly care about your life, your concerns, and your worries. His love is designed to pour over you and bring his peace, hope, and joy. Jesus died on the cross many years ago, but he knew your soul long before you were born, long before you were given your body. He created your soul. He designed it to need to know him, and he's created a way to live alongside you here during your time on earth. Through his death on the cross, he also provided our souls with a place to return to once we no longer require our bodies here on earth. Our life here is brief, but because of Jesus, a simple cross and the ultimate sacrifice combined so that you and I can reap the benefits of his love for eternity. So let's take a moment to just close in prayer, my friend, and thank God for that ultimate love that he offers us. Hey, Jesus, good morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for filling our hearts with your love and for making it that we need you. Thank you for that combination that we can't go through life without knowing you and feel fulfilled. That without you, there's always that need for more that we're seeking. And Lord, thank you for looking for us, for searching us out when we've gone astray. You know, you provide for us exactly what we need. You take such good care of us and your promises, your words in scripture show us how much you love us. And in John 3.16, where you sacrificed your only son for us, for everybody listening today, it's incomprehensible how much you love and care for us. So this Easter, Lord, please let us go into Easter weekend with a gratitude in our hearts, without sadness for the sacrifice, but for gratefulness, knowing that that was the most selfless thing that could be done so that we can have eternal life with you. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to come together, to have a place to get to know you better. We ask for your blessings and for your provisions over every family listening. Every one of us is going through our own struggles, 
you know where we are. You know how to meet us exactly there. We thank you for doing that. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ladies, I hope that you have the most incredible Easter weekend coming up in just a few days. Take time this weekend to just slow the pace. I know Easter brings with it a lot of gathering and family time and events, but maybe just take some time to go into the Gospels, go into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and so cool to go and read what he said and what he said about you and why he died for you, why he was willing to do that, to get to know him, to get to know what he did, but to also get to know him a little bit more as a person, as a human entity that we can begin to connect with. I'll meet you right back here next Tuesday with another episode. I wish you all of God's blessings today from my heart to yours. Bye for now. Bye.